Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome, it's Lori and Julia Show here on uh, My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment Hump Day. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Again, as Colleen mentioned, tomorrow morning at 7, we will reveal a Project Down and Dirty 2019 edition. But I guess we have to start off with something a little bit more sunny. I, I think we should. I mean, it is hard to believe. So we've been on the air 17 years. We came on 18. the air. No, th- well, this, this is, is our 18th. Going into our 18th year, but we started in 2002, a year after 9/11. Yeah, and that which happened 18 years ago today. Which, if of course you you're not a college student. Uh, and you, people remember that day. It's just seared mm-hmm. into people's memory that that day, and just how stunning and yeah. everything about it was just uh, surreal, right? You just oh, yeah. couldn't. It's kind of hard to it. believe how much healing is done in that amount of time, but also how much um, and how old the kids are because, you know, we saw some reports this morning, the children of the firefighters are now going to be firefighters, the first class and how, how much time has passed. It's, it's, well, I mean, there was an interesting story, a professor, I forget what university here in the twin cities and how, you know, 18 years ago he was teaching middle school. So the kids were very, and they're like, this is the most significant things. And now 18 years later, he's teaching kids that weren't born and they're in middle school and they're like, well, what's Afghanistan? Are we mm-hmm. in a war in Afghanistan? I mean, cause that all the effects of what happened, yeah. are, we're still, we're still in this uh, war and everything. And uh, it, uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that, you know, tw- over 2,700 people died in the, tr- the mm-hmm. uh, towers that day. They ranged in age from two to 85 and of course, all the morning news programs broke in for the moment of silence yeah, at eight forty six, and you couldn't help but like just get teary eyed just remembering just like how frantic we all were, frantic, frantic mm-hmm. about what was happening. Mm-hmm. Casey was at the firehouse. I called. They didn't even have the TV on because it's shift change, so they're giving each other crap. As one shift is going off the 24 and the other coming on, and I called him and I'm like, turn the TV on, you know, and uh, one of my kids was getting on the school bus when uh, one of the daughters, Charlotte, came out and told us what was happening. Yeah, it just we won't ever forget it. And I don't Mm -mm. think we'll ever forget, you know, the 40 passengers and crew members that um, on United Flight 93 that stormed the cockpit so that plane didn't crash into the mm-hmm. Pentagon or the White House or White House, I think whatever was that was going. And, I mean, that was, you know, Tom Burnett, a Minnesota guy. He was one yep. of the four, Mark Bingham, Todd Beamer, Jeremy Glick, the flight attendants. You know, they stormed that and they called people, you know, so they knew that they were hap- that was happening. And uh, the... Uh, 
I didn't know. I I guess I forget at the Pentagon how many people died. 184 people were killed mm-hmm. when Amer- that American flight crashed into the Pentagon. I think I do too. I mean, kind of forgot that yeah, it was it, that many. Because it was so many, many, many. Right, right, right. I mean, there was just like, uh, it was just unbelievable. But yes, there was a cool story on, um, really, I think all three of the morning shows had this story uh, on the anniversary of 9-11 about fallen firefighters that called Legacy when you're, parent was a firefighter so mm-hmm. you get a legacy maybe you get a point or something more in the testing you know for to become a firefighter but are graduating this month it's the biggest class of legacy legacy so here this from abc on this anniversary of that darkest day a bright peek into the future a new generation of heroes emerging in this fall's graduating class of the fire academy the probies are children of heroes the sons and daughters of 9-11 following their father's footsteps as new york's bravest the new york fire department these young men and women that are graduating for probie school are uh, are following in the footsteps of the father that perhaps they were too young to remember and i think that's tremendous who can forget the monumental loss of the nearly 3,000 killed that day, 343 were firefighters, many trapped at the base of the towers. As they headed up to save lives, they lost their own. 18 years later, Matthew Jovic, held here as a baby in the arms of his dad, Anthony, wants to be a firefighter. Anthony Regalia honoring his father, Leonard. Robert Talarcio died last October from cancer linked to Ground Zero. His son, Robert Jr., carrying the family torch. Over the years, dozens of legacy graduates have joined the force. Now this group of 16 paying an impactful tribute to their parents' memory. It's very heartwarming that they want to follow in their father's footsteps. I'm sure there's a lot of nervousness by their families, but I would imagine there's great pride. The 16 legacy firefighters will join the rest of their class for a graduation ceremony on September 24th, after which they will officially be part of the department that risks so much every day for this city and is a beacon of hope and heroism around the world. So there you go. Mm-hmm. One group of graduates includes two sets of siblings. One set is a brother and sister wow. with two brothers who are already firefighters. Yeah. And it was just weird to see the little baby in the arms of his dad that passed at 9-11. And he was just a little baby and he's graduating. It's just very surreal. Yeah, the thought, passage yeah. of time and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a cool story. And, you know, at the World Trade Center, uh, if if you get uh, your, find yourself in New York to go down to the World Trade Center, the memorial is, is really stunning. The museum that's there, it's mm-hmm. so uh, moving and, and how they've, captured everything uh, in a way that makes it feel like okay you're you're witnessing you're seeing this people have their names carved and even on this granite wall where mm-hmm. all the people uh, who died at the World Trade Center they leave enough space in how they carved their names so that people can put in little flowers oh cute oh. Hmm. yeah that's kind of cool you know, because, yep. you know, people leave bouquets, but because there's so many names yeah. on all these things. So I, they just, the, the thought and everything that went into to that. The 9-11 Museum. The memorial mm-hmm. there is really, really something else. So anyway, and of course, you know, Julia, that 18 years ago, that means because uh, on uh, September 9th, Oxygen Media followed uh, myself and a couple other people. You mm-hmm. had, your kids were too little. 
at the Patricia Fields fashion show. So I had just uh, been in New York and had flown home on the 10th. Mm-hmm. And it, that just, it was like, and my uh, good girlfriend of uh, mine, who you know, Paula, she was on a flight out of JFK on her way to LA that morning to go see Madonna. Madonna. I would totally and people, remember. all kinds of people were panicked about their people that were up in the air. Right. right yeah. Because right. it was a Tuesday right. morning, mm-hmm. busy business day, and you like, we didn't know what was going on. So I just, just remember just call, you know, we were just calling everybody. We yeah. were just calling. Just shocked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I, I worked at the Star Tribune at the time. And I just remember. They let us go. Yeah. At, yeah, where I was working, too. They, they, they let everybody, everybody go home, yeah. home. Everyone was so upset, and people needed to reach out to whomever. Right. And uh, I, I always was like, I was glad that the bosses were, no one was going to get any work done that well, day. of course not. Yeah. That whole week. Yeah, that whole I mean, week. Yeah. it was hard. It were was you hard at... I was at home working. I was okay. consulting at BI. Okay. But I um, I just thought, I remember, okay, so that plane hit the building, and I thought, what is a small plane doing in the air doing that? You know, Because that had happened yeah. years before, like 10 yes. years before in New York. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, what, what is that? And then I remember thinking, all right, we can make it through this. The building's strong, that they can go up, save the people above it, save the people below yeah. it. And I just remember the shock when that building went down, that how did oh, that happen? Yeah. You know, so... Anyway, well, that was because like just 15 minutes later, the other plane hit. I know the other. It was just, they were boom and boom like were that. Yeah. and stuff. But it was just anyway. Anyway, we're we just yeah, <sighs> like every American is thinking about 9/11 yeah. today. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough of. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. So Kelly Clarkson's TV talk show has started off with a bang. Kelly Brianne Clarkson is doing doing very very well. And I realized something. Monday she did nine to five. Yesterday was sucker. Today bad romance. She's coming out every day covering a song, singing it. Is only Kelly. I, it's a good idea. How does any? What a fabulous idea! And how can anyone compete with that? And to, you know, uh, no one can. And I mean, she's so good. Well, she's that's clever. Well, she can do it all, Lori. But what but she does is she asks the audience to to nominate well, a song. It's, it's, it must have been some of this stuff was set up right because she had people sitting in the audience from other places. Like the guy yesterday was like from North Carolina. So I'm like wondering, how did people get in on this? I nominate a song for you to. I got a song idea for her. I well, you have known. to be in the audience. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's not learning it. That she's she knows in advance. Date. You know what I'm saying? All it's right, not fine. an impromptu performance. I, I'm impressed that she can learn a new song uh, every you know, day for a live open. Yeah, but the singers that they they pick it up so quickly. Do they? Yes, yeah, they really I do. guess I was just really impressed yeah. that she can do so many cover songs and yeah. get them impromptu and she has a house band. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, so they they must have at least a couple days notice of all these songs. She's not just like the nine to five for the opening day, you well, know that, that was, was a whole stage, yeah, because she changed her outfit. But five then times. she came yeah. through, and I just thought she was just doing that for a one day thing. This is a daily thing she's going to do a cover. 
Patty and she does be. that in her concerts all the time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I just thought... She's so talented, Lori. Why wouldn't she sing? That's her big talent. Yeah, I guess so. And then uh, then they had the little... Uh, I guess she she had the highest mark for a daytime debut since Katie Couric. The, the f- highest st- start. Start, The yeah. most audience, the most people watching. Yeah. She's she's brilliant. Katie had a 2.8 when her show com- uh, went on in 2012. Of course, it went down. Uh, Kelly had a 1.9. Right. So it wasn't, you know, like the Katie Couric, more people were interested in watching her or right. whatever. But it's the strongest showing they've had uh in like five years in a daytime show tamarin didn't too too bad she got 1.4 and i guess she follows kelly and ryan right. in some markets okay and uh in most markets ellen follows after kelly not in this market no right so you know i was just and then ellen shows up on her show today oh boy what? i don't know why she bothered she was so What's the matter? Well, at first it seemed like it was going to be fun. <laughs> well, she knocked and she said, oh, I just, I was just walking by, you know, obviously it's staged and, and just walking by and wanted to say hi and welcome and blah, 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 blah. And then she came back in and a different door that looks like a garage door um, and said, oh, I got lost on the way out. I'm just going to come back in. And Kelly's um, and she gives her a picture of herself. That was kind of funny, like a princess and yeah. with Ellen's face and a, and a bully um front a bully french it was like she was a queen or something like i'm the queen of daytime kelly don't forget but kelly was talking about um grannies on instagram and one of them that was in the studio was batty van winkle who uh, we follow Lori, and Mm -hmm. she's been doing it for years but she's like i think she's like 80 80 something yeah but she is committed every day she dresses in the most wild thing matches everything up and takes a photo and she's been doing it for years and so Kelly's talking to her and having a fun conversation, and then it goes back to Ellen, and you expect Ellen to say, I follow her, too. She's great. But you know what? Something else great? I've got a present for everybody who's here. Right. But instead, it goes back to Ellen, and she literally ignores the conversation that was just happening. I was looking off to the side. It was so embarrassing, and mm. she looked like such... A bitch. A, a bitch. She Ooh. really did in that moment. Because she wasn't engaging. In what Kelly was doing on her own show. She just wanted to make sure everyone got the Vizio TVs from her. Right. And so she could leave. And Kelly was so delighted. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I did with her, uh, uh, with her answers, because she had the lady, what's her name? Betsy Van Winkle? No, it's, it's Batty Van Winkle or something. Okay. She was having so much fun with her, you know, just kind of laughing and ki- kind of kept looking to Ellen, like waiting for her to just get involved just and for, have fun with it. Just for 10 seconds. And oh my gosh, Ellen wasn't having it. She was roll, looking up, looking around. And yeah, well, anyway, you know, she just wasn't. She obviously doesn't follow Betty Van Winkle. And I'm sure I got her name wrong because someone's going to call it. Yeah, yeah I, I looked up Betty Van Winkle. but It isn't that. I follow it is, her. because that person's dead. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> no, she's funny, but I can't think of it. It's something Van Winkle or okay. something 
but whatever. But Ellen was so crabby she watching was. her, and I was just like, okay, you can really tell now. I know the face. Yeah. When she just wants it to be all about her. I have a theory. Her hair is cut too short. It is cropped all the way I around her photo, ears. Yeah. It is. It's the same cut as Steve no. has here. Brian Brian has it. I don't like it. And Jonathan Anton does it. It's too short. Well, your hair was very, very short like that when you got it cut. He might have given you a little more longer, but Lori, remember, you yeah. had no hair in your head. You're right. That's kind of his look. I guess. Because remember, you... It you, was... Her ears, though, are um, very, you know, they, they, they stick out a little bit, and this hairdo... Prominent. Did did Donnie? Did you notice it right away? You're like, yeah. whoa, damn. Yeah. Okay, I, maybe that's why she's uh, cranky and that, and and she was not happy when Sophia Grace and Rosie reunited on her show, and she saw Donnie posted this photo, saw all the makeup that R- R- Rosie is wearing. Yeah, she's what thirteen. Mm-mm. No, no. She, is she older than that? She's 15. Oh, 15. Six, but still, she's sixteen. She still. can wear makeup. And Rosie is fourteen, but. Come on, the way too much. Way, I mean, yeah. she looks and like. How a, do we remember them, Donnie? How do we remember them? We oh. remember them very fondly. Yes. As I attempt to find how we remember them. Yep. We love fluffy dresses. Yes. Oh. We love pink. We love yeah. pink. They were such a sensation. No, here is my. Rosie has braces. I know she's yeah. Here's the new thing that I've noticed. Hmm. And does any does this happen to anybody? Because I noticed this on the View this week. Remember, I keep telling you to look on my earlobe, like where my ear is attached to my head. And I'm like, what is it there? Why does that area hurt me so much? And so I've been kind of having this ear thing this week. And then you talked about Ellen's ears with this haircut. But what I noticed on the view is Meghan McCain and Abby, when they get upset, their ears turn red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never. I mean, but like, but like red, even, um, those two in particular, because I think they wear their hair behind their ears. I've never, I've seen red blotches on necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the face. I've never seen ears. The tips of the ears. Yeah. It's the whole ear. Yeah. I just have never seen this sensation before of the red ear. Yeah. It's red hot. Yeah. You know, when yeah. there's Show fire in the mind, <laughs> it's coming out. It's adrenaline is what it is when you get red. Yeah. It's adrenaline. That's how it shows up on people. I love Stephen King on The View today. That was really a good interview. What he have he to was, say? Well, you know, he's on for was booked the institute. They, they plugged that last. Some one of the gals was reading it. David E. Kelly is option it as a limited series, but he was talking about The Shining, and Megan McCain yeah. asked him how he got the idea for the book The Shining, and he said, "Our kids were little." Tab's sister came and what we were living in Boulder said, you two go away for the weekend, just have 24 hours. So they just got in their car and drove and they ended up at the Stanley Hotel. The beautiful hotel. In Colorado. And it was the last day of the season and everyone was leaving. And he said, can I check in? And the guy said, well, for one night, but you got to pay cash because we've turned off all the credit card machines uh, for this season. And he and his wife were the only two people in this big, huge hotel. So that's where, that's he, where he got the idea oh, for the good shining. Good question, Megan. I yeah, know. I story, thought so. Too. Yeah, I thought that was a good story. Yeah. So he doesn't do very many talk shows. No. So it was kind of fun to see him on there. All right, wow. listen, when we come back, we're going live to the Toronto Film Festival, people.
Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Lizzo, she's been having fun on her Instagram. I just took a test. I'm 100% that cookie. And then, you know, Cookie Monster. Oh, Cookie Monster. <laughs> she's just having people. She is just having the, it is the yeah, year great. of Lizzo 2019. And speaking of Stephen King, boy, you know, this... Whoopi talked about it. She's in the stand, which is going to be a limited. See, this no, well, way back when on ABC, like in the eighties. Oh, okay, way back. But they're doing CBS All Access is doing the stand. Okay, Whoopi Goldberg as Mother Abigail. Who, if you read that book, major character Alexander Skarsgård is in it. A couple of our hunks from Rescue Me are in it. I mean, it's really kind of... Uh, well, it's the year of King. It kind of is. He's <laughs> just having... Uh, well, he's amazing talent. Yeah, but yeah, Anyway, okay, so the Toronto International Film Festival is going yes, on. Yes, it is. There are surprises and controversies, Julia. Where okay. Should we, where should we start with Joaquin? Because well, this actually happened yesterday or the day before. The night before, Joaquin. Let's start with Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, so he was, of course, he's starring in Joker, which is directed by Todd Phillips. He won uh, that, that won the Venice Film Festival Lion Award or whatever it's called. But and it's, and it's the, it's the life of how the Joker on Batman became the Joker. Yeah, Yeah. but at the Toronto Film Festival, he was honored with the Tribute Actor Award. Okay. And, um, here he is. He thanks his brother for persuading him to return to acting. Because if you remember, Joaquin was known back then as a child actor as Leaf Phoenix. That was his name. He starred in Parenthood as a young teen in 89, then took a break from acting, and he made his comeback. I did not. I didn't remember that. Line. Yeah, in the 1995 film, Nicole Kidman, To Die For, Oh yeah, about that anchor. So here's uh, Joaquin talking about, um, because they were, they were child actors. You know, his yes. parents were really... Very um, uh, counterculture. Counterculture. They grew <laughs> yeah, up in a yeah. in a cult called Children of God. They to provide food and financial support. The kids performed on the streets and at various talent contests, singing and playing instruments. And his mom got a job at NBC as a secretary. And his father was a landscaper. And one of Hollywood's leading agents, Iris Burton, got all five of the the. Uh, Phoenix, the family, all of them jobs. At the age of eight, he made his acting debut alongside his brother River in the TV series Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, they also were starred together, Phoenix, Joaquin, and River, in an ABC ABC after school special called The Riddle of Dyslexia Mm -hmm. in 1984. And then they were on just different TV sh- shows, The Fall Guy, Murder, She Wrote, yeah, uh, Hill Street yeah, Blues. <laughs> so they were kid actors, and he went by Leaf I'm seeing Phoenix. that all the way until, why would he change his name, I wonder? No, he was born Joaquin Raphael Phoenix. No, he changed it to Leaf because they were in Children of the God, and their family was kind of being, Nate, you know, it was uh, all part of, you River, know, that's why one was River, River one was Leaf. Sisters had unusual One was, names. all right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Rain, Liberty, Summer. Yes, yep. got it, yep. got, Here we it go. got it. Here we go. When I was when I was 15 or 16, my brother River um, came home from work 
and he had a VH, VHS copy of a movie called Raging Bull. And he sat me down and he made me watch it. And the next day he woke me up and he made me watch it again. And he said, you're going to start acting again. This is what you're going to do. And uh, he didn't ask me, he just told me. And I am indebted to, to him for that because um, acting has given me such an incredible life. And of course, you know, his brother died uh, from a drug overdose at 23 years old outside of the Viper Room in Hollywood, October of 1993. Yeah. And when he went on to thank his, his sisters, his mom, he told, he thanked his father for a strong work ethic. And he said his mo- mom was a constant source of information. Everything I do for her is for her. And then the Rooney Mara reference, and she was there. One last thing. Somewhere here, I don't know where, is a filthy dragon. <laughs> and I want to rip its wings off and fasten a blanket and sleep with it forever. Mm. I love you. Thank you. Wow. So they're perfect together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm reading a little bit more about... Okay, Space um, Camp was his first kid movie mm-hmm. as, a, as a 12-year-old. Remember wow. that movie? Wow. And Ron Howard did Parenthood. Yeah. He was the 12-year-old uh, crabby... Or withdrawn moody nephew of Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he, after the childhood acting, though, but mm-hmm. after that, he left. I'm just trying to make the point about his brother. So he left after he got the uh, an award for parenthood. So mm-hmm. he left for like a year and just kind of traveled around the world. Traveled to Mexico, went to South America, and sort of dropped out. And when um, three days after his 19th birthday, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, his older brother, River, had the drug overdose. And um, he then left for another year because the phone call that his brother made to 911, or that Phoenix made to 911, kept getting played on entertainment shows. Oh, God. And so he didn't come back to acting until, um, he took a break for like five years. And so that's why... He credits his brother for kind of getting him back in. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he does. He, um, you know, he, we met him when it was uh, Walk the Line, when he played Johnny Cash with Reese Witherspoon. He was so great. And they were so darling. But apparently in filming The Joker, he'd walk off the set a lot, leave in the middle of scenes a lot, and he'd everyone he would sit there. Character. Well, and everyone thought that, you know, what is wrong? What did I do wrong? But he would just say, in the middle of a scene, he'd just walk away, walk out, and then pour the other, the other actors thought it was them. It was always him, though. He just wasn't feeling it. But you can see him kind of being moody like Intense. that. Intense. Yes. Well, Roger Ebert, when he did uh, the review of, of the, I Walk the Line, he wrote, knowing Johnny Cash's albums more or less by heart, I closed my eyes to listen to the soundtrack and decided, yep, that's Johnny Cash singing. I was listening to the closing credits, make it clear it's Joaquin Phoenix doing the singing, singing and I was gobsmacked. Because yeah, remember, remember we how much he and Reese both sounded like oh yeah uh, oh we couldn't like believe it yeah. yeah and she won of course the award, yeah. yeah oh yeah she did so anyway so I think I like that I love that he calls his my somewhere is a filthy little dragon I want to rip off interesting gobble and his sister used to be married to the younger Casey brother Affleck Summer. Uh, Ben Affleck Summer right yes. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Yes, that's so, who it was. Anyway, also going on at uh, the 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 T- Toronto Film Festival, Renee Zellweger got a two minute standing ovation after the premiere of Judy, the movie about the last year of Judy Garland's life. I can't wait to see this. I the, absolutely the critical can't wait to see reaction it. is really good. I know. I think this is going to be so great. They, they, the critics at the at the festival loved the movie, but she started to cry because for two minutes, and it would have kept going on. But she told everyone, "Please, please, please, stop." I love it that she's getting recognized. I do too. She should have been recognized for Bridget Jones' Diary. Damn it! All those Damn years it. ago, <laughs> I think she's a good actress. I always well, have. we haven't seen her for five right. years. Yeah. It's been a while. Took- well, we saw her in Bridget Jones' Baby when she came back. Yeah, yeah. I still love that one. She won an Oscar for Cold Mountain. Remember that? Remember how yeah. good she was in that? She won a supporting actress. I know, Lord, that, I hated but that I hated movie. that movie. I hated really? that book. Oh, I liked that movie. I liked the movie. Yeah, I, I never well, read the book because it shortened up the book by quite a bit. Well, that's, it had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. but she's getting buzzed. But she—I guess there's a story. She wears a prosthetic nose in this, and I in guess Judy in Judy and it's shorter. And there's making out that goes on, and I guess that was—that's going to be her funny story. That that the nose, nose would always move around or fall off, mm-hmm. come off. But you can tell because it's shorter <laughs> and it's a little bit. Pointed up more, and it's more nostril. Yeah, more of a nostril view than her nose. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find one. Uh, I mean, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, New York Times. Everyone was raving about the other movie that got the big standing ovation at the Toronto Film Festival is Adam Sandler. Oh, we talked about this when you were gone. I the think. Uncut Gems. Yes. Yeah, it premiered on Monday night, yeah. and someone uh, in the audience said Oscar for Sandman. And then by the end of the movie which someone described as a wacky sweat box crime comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's... Was it based on a true story? It, I yes. think so, in New yeah. York City. Yeah. And, yes. and he is... Based um, on somebody's work in the diamond industry? Yes, yes. And it, it they... I feel like this showed at Venice because they were already talking about him getting an Oscar, bu- Oscar buzz. So I'm kind of excited. So some old names are getting... Back in the picture again, making some good movies. And we know Adam. I mean, Adam Sandler was great in Punch Drunk, Drunk Love. I, I mean, love it. I, I loved that movie. But he can do, he's done other, uh, Wedding just, Singer. Hello, The Wedding Singer. That is a classic. Happy Gilmore, Larry. Yeah, Billy Madison. No, I know. Yeah. I think he's so funny. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, That's just, kind of fun. That's, uh, J-Lo. I, Adam Sandler, Sandler Renee, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger I'm, I'm already getting excited. A lot. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yes, yes. Thank you, Johnny. There. And that other guy's in that Hollywood movie. Leonardo or something? Oh, yeah, Leonardo. That's right. <laughs> that's He's probably going to get nominated for uh-huh. that. And then, I guess, The Laundromat, the Meryl Streep movie. Apparently, she. it's about the Panama Papers. Mm-hmm. Do you know about she plays two roles, including a Latina housekeeper? I didn't that know people that. People are oh, not happy about because they didn't cast the Latina. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mm. Um, She's a, she slipped into Latin face, and people aren't having it. Oh. One reviewer Honestly. said she looks like she runs a really wild quilting group called the Stitchy Bitches. <laughs> 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 And it premiered at Venice. I don't remember anyone saying anything about it, but I guess she wears cartoonish prosthetics and has a vaguely Latin accent. And people are having a fit and they're saying, you know, why didn't they just get a, a, a Latina yeah, exactly. to play the part? It seems doesn't very sound, odd. Doesn't it? And yeah. it's not like Meryl to do two parts in a movie. They probably just said, can you do this part too? I don't, I don't even know. 
<laughs> anyway, but people are saying any scene, one scene of a street plane, one minute of a Latina is one scene too many. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> that was from the guy at Variety or yeah. Vanity Fair about her surprise character? Because I guess the movie is it's like, supposed to be good. Supposed yeah. to be good. Yeah, yeah she's a money lender. So they're mad. Mm-hmm. That's that's. That's my report from the Toronto Film Festival. That's all. That is the movie report for today. It Very. is. And Renee Zellweger's outfit that she wore to the premiere, the Duchess of Sussex, if she could wear this because it was blue off the shoulder with buttons. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked lovely. She Some looked people beautiful. were making fun of that outfit. And I'm like, I oh, think she looks really pretty. I thought, I thought it, oh, I think she looks like a million bucks in that too. dress. All yeah, right. it looks good. All right, listen, what, uh, oh, and Charlie Hunnam was at Toronto Film Festival. Donnie, thank you for posting the photo. Did you see, did you guys talk about that movie of his, Jungle Land? No. 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 All right, that's another movie okay. that happened at Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. All that's right. another one. When we come back, who is still in control of all of Britney Spears' money? Well, it's not Britney. Everybody, happy hump day. Uh, rain, rain, go away is what we say on this Wednesday. Just, you know, for people going to sporting events tonight. I think I'll be okay until early in the early hours of tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, really? I think we're yeah, going to make it. Make oh, it until then. My one twin yeah. scream I'm going to a year. Yes. I know. Come on. I know. Yeah. Hello, rain, stay away. I wanted to stay away. All right. There's a little update in the Felicity Hoffman uh, thing. Uh-huh. Uh, the probation department has a sentencing report they submitted to the court. And they think that there's no time needed behind bars. It's okay because there's no victim. Okay. No one lost a penny as a result of Felicity hiring someone to rig this SAT test. She just lost her relationship with her daughters. The probation department kept rebuffing prosecutors who claim various forms of loss, uh, you know, harm to the reputation, of the school, right. blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so Lori might like that. Yeah. Lori yeah. Laughlin. But because it's a was... different thing. Oh. You know, well, the, the amount of money and the amount of staging and lying and crafting. I mean, Lori, See, F- but... Felicity just, she did that one thing, which is not good to do that, and then Lori Laughlin did, you know, a I half a million dollars more, worth of things. Well, she thought she was giving a donation. I know. All right, but You're wait so a minute. Back to Felicity Huffman, mm-hmm. though. See, and this was all the process that was was in process, but she lost me. Oh, with her? With her plea. Yeah. I need 27 of my best friends to write in and tell them how great I am. Even my she, she did it in, because she feared being a bad mother. That it's, didn't ring true at all. Everyone fears being a bad, bad mother. That comes with being a mother, doesn't I it? I mean, my God, you still don't know. I mean, you do the best you can do. Right. You know, but, but that hurt. I think for me, it was more that she just didn't accept it. It's going to happen how gonna it's going to happen and let it be that she used white privilege. Yeah. And got all of her movie star friends Mm -hmm. to write in about how she's a great person. Right. And I just thought that was, she lost me. I had respect for her 
because I think her first apology was so good. But that was just such a horrible PR move. And I don't know. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look good. Boy, we had to read 27 different letters and someone had to stir the pot on the sisterhood of the, you know, desperate housewives. It's just like, you know, there was this uh, case. It got. I think it was in USA Today, and they used an example of a, a woman of color mm-hmm. who used a different address to get her daughter enrolled in a better school. Mm, People do it all the time all in the, the time, Twin yeah. Cities. This woman, when she got caught, she had to serve time. That's BS. Uh, exactly. But I mean, yeah. it's kind of the inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just BS. It happened at our treatment. high school. It happened with some, a football player. Yep. I it, remember it, that. And our coach got fired. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everyone was just trying to help this kid out. Yeah. Because yeah. his, and, and then everyone kind of knew, I think, yeah. at some point. Right. But didn't know what to do because they were trying to help him out. And then everyone lost everything. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, you know, that's where we're, some people are going, well, what, like, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, whatever. Is she, but it likely she's not going to serve any chance. I don't think so. With uh, all of this. But Mark Cherry did not write a letter, but now he is speaking out about yes, Felicity he Huffman. He said, uh, the big he star was the creator of. Desperate Housewives. Yes, he created the show. He said uh, the big star who had big behavior problems when Ava Longoria said she was bullied on the set by, which is Terry Hatcher. Everyone tried their darndest to get along with this woman over the course of the show. It was impossible. And things went from bad to worse. Felicity always insisted on saying good morning to this actress, even though she knew she wouldn't get a response. When I found out that this actress on our show, wouldn't say good morning to anybody. Felicity said, just because that woman's determined to be rude doesn't mean she can keep me from being polite. So I thought that's yeah, pretty good. No, that's yeah, that good. is a good, good yeah. little statement. Yeah. But he said, uh, it's got to be her. And then he also said that Felicity was very patient with an older actress who appeared in a guest role and couldn't remember her lines. He said, it moved me to tears, this formerly great performer struggling with practically every word. Who is that? I well, know. I was just trying to think of who that was, but... Um, we, we'd have to... It's a lot of episodes. I, yeah. <sighs> just Donnie put in... I'm uh, trying, believe me. Okay, try it. <laughs> anyway, trying. but I, I, anyway, I, I guess Terry Hatcher shouldn't maybe do a lot of work this week to get she people doesn't. To, to look at it. Her, her YouTube cooking show. Well, no one looks at it. Yeah. Any- Barely anyone looks at it. Yeah. I just, I guess, well, you I, know. She didn't ever, I, I guess. Susan? Yeah, Susan, because of her character on the show. You really have to be a good actress, I guess, to pretend that you all like each other and then act, and then you just go to your separate trailers. Well, we've heard that about yeah. people who worked together yeah. for years who ended up, who hated each other. You know, he's been working on... um well, he's, he's why got, women kill Mark Cherry. It's his. I know people, CBS all access. Yeah, I know people who watch it and no one likes it. No, they love it, and they're oh, they like, do? "You girls would love this show." Well, I am. Here's the problem with this damn CBS access. Uh, it's I'm another kind of, one. I know, but I'm kind of. Um, well, for Apple, for that four ninety nine yesterday, we th- we weren't sure how many shows starting November first. It's four. It's. Uh, it's five shows. It's the morning show with Aniston and Reese. It's C with Jason Momoa. And I'm Alfred totally going to buy it for a couple months yeah. because I want to see the yeah, shows. You can always cancel it. And Don, Donnie posted that C. I don't know if you watched it. It's such a terrible title, C E E. Yeah. 
I mean, do you like it? It's, it's like, okay. I've got some possible night. actresses okay. that could have forgotten their lines. Yeah, and Desperate uh, Housewives. Carol Burnett. Oh. Mm. You know, she's the oldest of the group. Valerie Harper. Leslie Ann Warren. Mm. Um, those are some of the... Uh, Lily Tomlin. I wonder if it was... Those are some well, of the actresses. It would be interesting if it was actresses. Valerie because she had the brain tumor. But it was before, it was before that. that. I, 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 maybe I, it's I, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett? Yeah. Rage? I don't know. Maybe Carol. Yeah. Formerly great performer. Okay, maybe it's that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, CBS All Access. I'm How in much love. is that? It's five. <laughs> no, it's more than that. No, about eight, it's about $8. Well, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, is it only five? Yeah, five oh, nine, five okay. ninety nine. I'm sorry. Oh, I got oh, that's one. with ads. You can pay nine ninety nine if you don't want the ads. Polly Bergen, remember her on Desperate Housewives? Maybe it was. She was uh, Felicity Huffman's husband's mother. Yeah, so then it would have been that Maybe person because they she worked much, together. Yeah, they were working older, together. Yeah. Good one, Donnie. Okay. All right, so you've got CBS All Access for the good. Is it the good life or what's the it's good been wife? A, the good wife. It's so good. No, but what's the is what's the new oh, show? The sequel, uh, Why women kill? Why women kill? No, but the the Christine Baranski, the one you oh, watched. Uh, the good fight. The, the good, good fight. fight. Yes. Thank you. You guys are saying the good wife. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm like going. Who's on first here? Uh, the good fight. It's it's confusing. But Apple will have four shows: the morning show, C Dickinson for all mankind, Peanuts, a documentary, and some Oprah. I'm going to do it for the damn morning show. Probably. Same, Jules. Same. That's anyway, part of our job. Check out the Jason Momoa TV show, C. We posted that trailer. Did, you, did that look good to you? L- it looked weird, but interesting. I don't know. We'll be back.